new player, Tim, has joined the game. Ben rolls a d20, but only gets one. Australia's greatest podcast said no person ever. Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another dungeon. dungeon. Hey, that was my line. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of the Another Dungeon podcast. Joining me this week is Ben. Hello, hello, I'm Ben, and Mari. And not not Dave, <laughs> because apparently we scared him off already. Mm. It was nice while he's gone. He's gone back to the substandard podcast. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. We gave him his time to shine. That's okay. Well, the fire was going to go out if he wasn't by its side. True, someone does need to constantly stoke the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we are going to be talking about, uh, the new Destiny expansion, Rise of Iron, and we will also be talking about Deus Ex, because some promises were made, and we all know what happens when developers promise us things. Oh, do you think there'll be some kind of, uh, divided opinion? Ooh, maybe. You mean non-mechanical and mechanical division? Possibly. If 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 Audacity <laughs> crashes, that may be an issue. Oh, that's not good. Um, so Deus Ex, mm-hmm. what's your history with the series? Um, I had a friend that loved the original Deus Ex, and like he grew up in that era of computer early 3D gaming, and he always talked about it and praised it, and so I finally got one on a Steam sale one time, a copy of it, and I played it. And it was way too dated for me to get fully into. I appreciated that it was really yeah, groundbreaking at the time. So I never played the, the the first one being the one latest in the series sequentially. Um, yeah. But I, I loved um, Human Revolution. Um, it's really good. I recently played the Wii U port, which was actually really cool because you could like hack all the computers on the gamepad and it worked really well. Um, no way. What? They used the gamepad for something yeah. interesting. Yeah, it was really, like, everything was managed really well on the gamepad. It was really good. Wow. Um, and so I played that in preparation for this one, and I was excited about this one, and I'm in the middle of playing this one, and I love Mankind Divided. It's uh, really interesting and fun so far. So I did play the original one mm-hmm. when I was Yeah, how young were you? But I, uh, teenager, I think. But yeah. I was too young to appreciate it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was relatively new to pc gaming or gaming in general and i don't think i quite understood how it all worked um i was excited for human revolution i played that i didn't have too much of an issue with it Mm -hmm. um i know different people were complaining about different things but there was just enough of the open world elements to Mm. keep you interested i think came out at an interesting Um, time when like your classic fps genre was shifting to the open world and yeah they the development team wasn't quite ready for that but what they were able to fit into their engine which was actually a really like poor engine to have made that game in is actually amazing really yeah like they're all very limited it? by it's the engine that they were using glacier at the moment yeah their new I one i think human revolution was they built a lot but human revolution was something that was not designed for the kind of scope that they were trying to go for with the uh, with, oh, right. uh, yeah human revolution so how far into it are you uh mankind divided um yes prague is now in a massive lockdown <laughs> so uh if the policemen see me they shoot on sight 
Um, so things are getting pretty. How did tense. you manage that? Um, it, is that story or is that because you made story. mistakes? So I, I don't want to say too much about yeah what's happening because I'm not up to that. Yeah. Then. But that's heavily implied that will happen, given that the first thing you do when you start walking around the town is look at all these checkpoints. Um, yeah, and choke points. Um, yeah, you can you can tell very so the way the game starts is there's a bit of a prologue introducing you to you know augmentations and different play styles and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the last, so I'm trying to go through stealth, the last fight of the prologue I found, I had to break my playstyle. Um, I, it seems like it's possible to do stealth, but you have to be very quick and very precise. Are you, are you talking about stealth being absolutely no one sees you? Yes. Okay. See, I'm playing non-lethally, but like if someone sees me or well, I'll take them out. Yeah. That's what I ended up having to do with the the extraction at the last bit or you know you let your teammate die which i didn't want to do yeah so i mean you, you could have it relatively easy stealth it mm-hmm. if you let him die but he's he starts pretty surrounded so you have to rush there pretty quick yeah i ran pretty much um, straight there but yeah so after the prologue you you end up in town there's a terrorist bombing and you know the te- it's prague isn't it the yeah. prague's the town you're in it you're right, you get a sense very, very quickly that this is not a town that's friendly to all. <laughs> um, the civilians, the police, look, some of them are tolerable towards you. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely get the feeling that you're not welcome and that the other orgs are living in constant fear of being taken away to Gollum, is it? Gollum City is yeah. like an og-only city that's heavily patrolled by the police. You do get to go there later on. Yeah, um, okay. But yeah, it's all like a like storage unit housing and stuff. Like, it so, sucks as a city. I reckon I've played it for about six to eight hours, maybe? Mm-hmm. And I haven't even started the next main mission, really. Yeah, there's a lot to do in this game. Like, so, most yeah, of it's the- just exploring freely. I pretty much spent the first half an hour robbing the apartment building that I started in. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you, you get your side quests from there. And some of them are, you know, relatively well fleshed out. Um, oh, no, I, I have done the first. Do you ever get taken outside of the city, like, to a specific mission location? Yeah, so yeah, okay. in between so, visiting Prague, you'll go on these yeah. bigger missions that are, like, right. in Human Revolution. So I have not hit a bigger mission yet. Mm. I've done a few of the smaller parts of the main mission, gone to the the Strike Force team. Like, I've only just done that. Yeah. But there's so much to do in the world, and it's... The only thing that's that's grating on me so far is the hacking. <laughs> Everything has to be hacked. It's just... Like, it's a cool little mini game to start with, but I'm so sick of it already. Yeah. How have you found that? Uh, I mean, I I think the hacking system is is clever. All the dumb hacking games in video games, I think this one's one of the better ones because yeah. it's it's fairly fast, but you do have to think about it. Um, and then some of the ways they design the like hacking boards, uh, sometimes they're pretty clever. This one has l- traps compared to Human Revolution, and so sometimes okay. you'll see like a really fast route, and you'll be like, oh, I'll do that. But then if you don't think about it, it might trigger a trap and then screw up your hack. I've I've hacked a lot so far, and yeah, I'm probably sick of it now. And it'd be cool if there's some way to fast track that more. Well, there's um, 
There's the multi-tools you can make, but then yeah. you use your precious crafting That's actually resources. a good point, yeah. I've used a few um, of those when I wasn't level 5 hacking. I'm level 5 hacking now, so I can just... Yeah, so I've used a few because... One, because some story things were locked in saves, yep. and it's either, you know, the code for the safe could be in the building or it could be on the other side of the city, you don't know. So mm-hmm. I just hacked it because I couldn't be bothered finding the codes. Um, yeah, all the other ones were, uh, you know, two or three levels above my current hacking skills. So, mm. I mean, it's good that it does offer that option. Um, modifying weapons is back. It's... You can put your crafting parts into, you know, if you're going non-lethal, it's pretty much just extending the clip size. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed with the crafting system. Like, I, I am not a fan of complicated crafting systems in games, but this one kind of seems redundant because in Human Revolution, there was a lot of parts that you could, like, one, one-off upgrade your gun and, like, give it a cool bonus. But now there's really only, like, two options all I've seen... and i got them straight away and now it's just clip size yeah I, I... so the the actual gun itself there's clip size as yeah. for attachments i've seen laser sight silencer hollow sight yeah that's or pretty much scope. It... like that's pretty much yeah yeah whereas the first well, game had like a damage increase and and like things and that's the thing i think in building some of those unique uh components have been swapped out for you just purchase so yeah the pistol's full auto mode. You know, you just spend 350 crafting parts and you've bought it. Yeah. Compared to having to find the vendor that's got the mod to let you do it. So, yeah, I see what you mean. It's, it's dumbed down a, bit, a little bit. It's it's not um, bad. I just don't think it's as fleshed out as it could have been. It feels a bit redundant. Yeah, so I think I've taken a similar path to you. I took the trank gun at the start. I and took then, the stun gun. Is that? Oh, where'd you find the trank? Because I had to buy a stun uh, gun. I've got a trank uh, sniper rifle. I've never yeah. found a trank smaller gun. Well, that's that might be the only option. I don't know. I haven't mm. obviously haven't finished it yet, but um, I mean that seems to do the job for the portion that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, ammo for it's not that common, but you know when you're doing a stealth run, you try not to use your gun as much anyway. Hmm. Um, there seems to be a lot more ways around problems, which is good. So, yeah. I found even... that the map is a lot better designed. So, yeah. rather than like one area of the map only being used one time and you pick two routes, one of two routes through that area, now everything really weaves together. And so, like, you'll come back through this area, but this time you might think about using a different route to the last time you came through, or it'll lead to somewhere new you haven't been, or some extra advantage for a future mission or one you're currently on. I think design in this game is really good, because they really focus on designing this one city. But I'm thinking there's only one city, uh, so it doesn't feel quite the same global scale that the first game did. Only one hub city, yeah. call it. Yeah, okay. Like, it's much more fleshed out, though. So I think that is worth yeah. it more. But unless the game surprises me soon, I but I don't think there's another sub city. Yeah, look, I think it is fleshed out enough mm. at the stage I'm at. Um, I just robbed a, a bank recently or stole some data from a bank recently. And, you know, the way I came in is not the way I left. Mm. That bank you, is... You sp- this is the big spend- bank, yeah, the... Yeah. That's probably the gem of the design of the city because I've been to that bank like 
for three different occasions, and I've spent oh, wow. like maybe hour, like two hours there each time. Um, maybe a bit less than my last run, finding new stuff and new areas. And well, that's the thing I was yeah. going to say. Like, <laughs> I came in one way, and yeah, look, I ended up having to sprint past someone, so I only just avoided detection. So I was like, oh, I can't go back that way. And then I found, you know, there's three different fence systems that lead here, and you can mm. go down the elevator shaft, or you can, yeah, there's just such a great amount of options there are three really uh, tightly sealed vaults in the bank and it's really obscure to get into them and there are three key cards hidden around the world and so i found all those and going back in and opened those vaults and it was yeah the rewards are pretty decently worth it um and it was just fun like a lot of it was just the fun of trying to break into this elite vault that was well, a really yeah, cool feeling i think i know what you're talking about i've seen two keypads that have very specifically named cards i haven't found yet so mm. They'll come later. But yep. one weird thing I found was um, right at the start of the game, there's a police van with two officers near it, and the car's alarmed. But they didn't react to it. So I stole a grenade launcher at the start of the game <laughs> without anyone even caring. That's pretty funny. Um, the only thing is, you know, obviously you've got limited space, so I didn't end up keeping it. Yeah. But I just thought it was weird. Might have been because it's early in the story. The game's a bit more forgiving. Like it, it's got a good pace. It really does ease you into the um, yeah look, tension, the mechanics. I've really only been chased a couple of times so far. You know, for ha- failing a hack attempt. If there's a one of those flying drones nearby, they'll come and investigate. But it's pretty, pretty forgiving so far. Yeah. Um, I, f- I find the shooting a bit janky. Yeah. I don't think it's. That's as always been as a lot of other games. the case with, like, even in Human Revolution, it was quite like that. I feel like that's partly deliberately designed because, like... To force you to use cover. Yeah, well, Adam, yeah, Adam isn't a powerhouse character. He is meant to kind of be on the back foot um, in these situations, unless you spec really heavily into combat. Yeah, and use all your batteries, yeah. so... That's one cool thing. I mean, you've got all your original orgs from Human Revolution... And not far into the story, new ones open up, and there's a new mechanic that goes with it. So. <laughs> it was as far as like games justification of losing your power ups between the sequel. It was a pretty pretty good one, and it it ties to interesting plot, I think. Yeah. So the new mechanic is there's what maybe eight. Yeah, there's not orbs, a heap. But every time you activate one, you've got to choose one to permanently turn off. Mm-hmm. Which otherwise I- you overheat, which it's a cool mechanic, but it doesn't give you a chance to play around with the orgs. Like, unless well, you save your game and then do some reloading. I don't know if this is spoilers or not. Ooh, possible spoiler alert. It's, it's, it's a mechanic thing, but... Uh, all right. Well, you, you do get the option if you follow a side quest to turn oh, no. everything back on. But Yeah, okay. Um... Obviously, your power consumption is going to go through the roof if you've taken other. Yeah, yeah. So it's I. I really like that system of having to make sacrifices to your. Play I thought style. there might be a chance of respec or something. Yeah. Um, I haven't picked any of them yet. There was one that looks. Well, there's only two that are really conducive to a stealth run. There's the Tesla arm and there's the shockwave. But the shockwave, it looks like you've got to um, 
upgrade it to the second tier to actually knock them out. Mm. So the the Tesla arm is probably the best power up in the entire game because you can yeah. take out like eight guys at once. Oh, okay. So it does an area of effect. Yeah. So I, I did a really cool part before where I dropped into a room that had like like six really strong augmented guards in the one concentrated area and one guy at the back. So I dropped in invisible, ran behind the guy, took out the five guys with the Tesla arm, and then took out the other guy before they could all trigger the alarm. And so I felt like a real awesome badass electrocuting everyone. Yeah, see, I forgot that the Icarus system was an org you had to buy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so after my reset, I'm jumping up buildings and just dying. I'm yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> that's my that's my right. personal favorite especially from human <laughs> revolution like it doesn't do that much but it just you feel really cool like landing in an electrical cloud it just saves you time oh that's the other thing um <coughs> civilians panic yeah so if you're you know you've got a gun out or you you do something that's suspicious i haven't really seen them do much apart from curl up in the corner though some of them run and tell a police or closest authority yeah, but I think it depends on how you react to them. Yeah, it's um, it's a pr- it's part of their really good design. Like the world, like obviously, still feels like a game world, but people react and live, and and between sequence, the world changes and responds to events that are happening. I think mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty good. I, I quite enjoy the atmosphere. I'm I'm enjoying it so far, apart from it crashing a couple of times. Yeah, um, I just got to get past the. The grind of the hacking for everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can always push on with the story, but I'm just actually have enjoyed my time exploring people's apartments, yeah. finding, and that's that's the thing is um, all the codecs you pick up and emails you read are usually generally interesting. Mm. You know, they're not not all, but yeah, there's a lot of different things going on in this world that makes you yeah, like you said, makes you believe that it's actually a living world rather than a stilted experience i think the exploration is the star mechanic of the game and Mm. a lot of the side yeah side stories and flavor text actually pretty informative or give you clues to understand stuff as the player without directly pointing things out at you yeah yeah um one thing that has been said about mankind divided is that you can play the whole game your way so one of the complaints from Human Revolution was you'll spec your character to stealth, you'll get to a boss fight, and all of a sudden you're forced into combat. Yeah, that was a problem. It was a problem, and from what I've been reading so far... Did, did they fix it in the yeah, director's their, their cut? Fix, their oh. fix was to take out the bosses in Mankind Divided. Yeah. There's no boss fights. I haven't encountered any yet. <laughs> I was a bit disappointed with that, because that adds to the list. Like So many games these days just don't have boss fights, because developers couldn't be bothered. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, this is the kind of game that could. Like, it fits with the story. I think forced boss fights and, you know, ridiculously powerful individuals for no reason can become... That just removes you from the world a bit. But, yeah. I mean... Well, I think, a... I think the problem is often in the past, games would... You'd play a game, you get to the boss, suddenly the mechanics are completely different for the boss fight. It's yeah. and it's really difficult using a system to plan like a scripted boss fight. 
Um, well, that's the thing is the boss fights usually boil down to shoot hard, shoot hard, shoot hard, no matter what the game is. Mm. Even even some... Metal Gear was victim of that. The game that was praised for its ingenious boss fight designs using the game's mechanics, when I got to Phantom Pain, because it's all open and you have a lot more freedom in gameplay, the bosses were strict back to just shoot at the thing with a lot of health. Yeah, get your timing right and then yeah. shoot it. Um, some of the, the some of the fights in that were a pain. Mm. But Human Revolution did have a good first boss where the arena has a lot of uh, things you can interact with. I mean, you ultimately have to kill him. Uh, He was a big, strong guy with big arms. Okay. <laughs> and um but like you could punch through walls and find secret vents to sneak up behind him and there was a uh, bunch of like EMPs stuff lying around. I thought yeah. that was clever and like <laughs> I feel like you could do a lot of the bosses in that style, but I guess I don't know, that's hard to plan or frustrating well, games. Your other option, I guess, is you know, you add a knockout meter, I guess. So every time you start him it adds the knockout meter. Yeah, so well that's what Metal Gear does. You have or... the stamina and the health. Yeah, the other the only other option really is, you know, a one hit knockout from behind, which people would complain is disappointing. Yeah. So, I guess you you avoid the argument of crap boss fights if you remove <laughs> yeah, all the bosses. That's true, um, but yeah, it, it is a game world that lends itself to having good boss fights and justifiable strong bosses, but. Yeah, because the OG designs, especially in Human Revolution, like the really cool special ones, like the guy that was all muscle or the invisible lady with triangle yeah. arms, like they're cool designs and they felt intimidating and stuff. But maybe they just didn't want to repeat the same plot. Who knows? It looks so far it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it is much of the same, but not in a bad way. Yeah, it's like refined um, yeah. Human Revolution. I mean, it's been, what, five years, I think, since mm. Human Revolution, so... You know, if we were getting this every year, yeah, you might get burnt out. But I think the break's been long enough that I'm enjoying it again. Mm. And you can tell that the developers, like, really loved working on this project. Like, just from the sheer amount of flavor text or the funny little Easter eggs from of, like, art design, little secrets, hidden levels, the way things are decorated. It's a I've passion seen, project. Uh, I've seen a couple. Probably the main one floating around is the um, Sonic 2029. Knuckles and Knuckles. And knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good there's an antique store and there's all these uh old pc game covers in there that's pretty fun to find ah okay that's cool mm. um cool on to destiny mm. so you've stopped yes <laughs> i was pretty excited during the hype of destiny um you know it was it was bungee back with a game that was halo but bigger and better and online and um, I played it and the f- playing through the story the first time, you know, you're pretty engrossed. There's all this mystery and there's this giant traveler and what is the darkness? And then you play through that in like, what, like five hours and that's it. Then you have to grind the same maps with friends if they're online for hours. And then maybe your friends are too high level and it's no fun playing with them. So you don't play with friends. You just got to grind by yourself. And then, they're like, we're going to do expansions. And so I had a season pass and I got the first expansion free and it added nothing. And then they're like, we're going to do another expansion. It costs $70. And that's when I stopped because <laughs> I didn't want to buy two. the same game. Yeah, there was, there was two, two expansions more. before Taken King. Oh, yeah, but they both added nothing. And so the way I see Destiny is it costs them $50 million to make, I think is the figure. 
and I think some of that was spent on the world. Like the world aesthetically and visually looks really good, and the gameplay it feels good to play Destiny, but the content is just nothing, and they pocketed it all. And all the money that was meant to go towards like sequels and stuff, they're just using to bolt on stuff to this game to keep people playing. But that's the thing; it definitely feels like they're trying to prolong destiny one before they bring out or have to bring out a second one mm, i think um, it, it shifted direction in development and i think it yeah. took the wrong path trying to be this like mmo thing when it wasn't really designed that way it's kind of paved the way for the type of game that it is um it's done a decent job of it um i was never a fan of the crucible the pvp in it yeah while the the shooting mechanics are pretty solid because it's it's bungee, I felt multiplayer's always been unbalanced. Yeah. For me, I'm not a high level player. Um, I don't have all the good guns, and it yeah, seems like that's... bringing them in gave you a distinct advantage. Yeah, that's the thing. As soon as you add like RPG mechanics, you effectively kill fair multiplayer. Like Halo is something people always go back to because you know you just run and gun and shoot and have fun. But this, yeah, you needed to grind for gear and grind for light and grind for this and grind for that. And no one can be bothered. (laughs) Not no one. It's still got a pretty strong That's true. I I don't Um, understand people that run play Destiny. I went back for Taken King. Yeah. Um, I heard that improved it. Did you find that? (laughs) It did. The the new area, like the, um, the Dreadnought, is a pretty cool area. Um new activities which were fun there's a new arena there's you know new strikes well see that's the thing so rise of iron right Mm -hmm. there's one new strike there's one new raid there's a new area called the plague lands there's a new social space which to me means nothing yeah the The social social space is a wasted opportunity i think like it's something you have to go back to to get your engrams decoded That's about all the social spaces. But if you make. can't chat, if there aren't like mini games and stuff to live, it just feels like a wasted potential. <laughs> it is a bit, you know, it's just a shove, uh, a place to shove the merchants. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, there's a new one. People will probably gather there for a while. Um, apparently, they're not extending the vault, which is interesting. So, what's the vault? So where you go to store your crap. Oh. Um, so there's been three expansions with you know, new weapons, new armor, stuff like that. And people have run out of space to store them. And with Rise of Iron introducing more new gear, you kind of would think that there's an option to store it. So is this for collectors or is everyone facing this problem? Everyone is facing this problem. Okay. Uh, my vault's not full, but I I don't have everything. Okay. So you keep a rotation of gear. Um, you know, you need a good pulse rifle you need a good auto rifle you need a couple of good snipers for different circumstances and you'll swap them out between characters or you'll swap them between your vault mm-hmm. um so the lack of extending the vault is interesting there's there's a few new aesthetic things they're introducing um but as far as core gameplay it doesn't seem like they're adding that much yeah like there's a, there'll be a new story and that's you know, story in. I think the story in Destiny is poor, but that's because I'm not a reader. So apparently, you collect your grimoire, you go online, and you know you read the stories. Well, see, apparently, that, they're quite fleshed out. But that's where I think a lot of the game was compromised. I think Bungie did have 
possibly a very interesting story to to rival the like the epic story in Halo. Um, but Activision, when they wanted to turn it more into this MMO style, cut a lot of that, put that into the flavor text, and I think a lot was lost because the story ends up becoming this very generic. You know, it's light versus dark, and they give all these things cool names, but the names don't mean anything. Like nothing yeah, is really resolved. Some of the stuff's very generic. Yeah, there's apparently a twist that like you're possibly being misled and you're the bad guys, but it's but not only in the, the hardcore game. fans or the people that yeah. are, you know, like reading. You've got to collect the Grimoire before you read it, by the yeah. way. That's, so you can't just read the story. Yeah, annoying. I, I, I personally have a problem. Like, I really like games where everything that's important to the game is presented to you. Um, there aren't metaphors for things. It's 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 all there and accessible in the game. That's the point of the game. There's a growing yeah, trend story. with modern games where everything's elaborate in the background. I played Dragon Age 3, Inquisition, and all the, the game that you play through, that story sucks and nothing <laughs> happens, but is really dependent on all this backstory that's not presented in the game and all this god mythos and these deities. And that stuff sounded interesting, and the game touches it at some points and then runs away um, from it. It's I, I don't understand why people put so much effort into doing this stuff if it's not what the players experience. Yeah, that's interesting because I never finished Inquisition. Not worth it at all. <laughs> right, all right, I won't then. Um, they're doing some pretty cool stuff with getting older gear. So with new expansions, you know, the drop rate for older stuff drops off. So there's some vendors that sell it. It looks like they're introducing an item called Skeleton Keys, which... At the end of every strike, apparently there'll be chests that you can use the skeleton key to open, and that's one way of getting old gear. Um, and there's a new vendor apparently that will be selling you one gear. Um, so, oh no, sorry, the skeleton keys were for strike specific gear. So instead of grinding a particular strike a thousand times to try and get an item, it just increases your chance of actually getting the item for once. Um, <sighs> I'm not sure that I'm too excited about... I'm not excited enough about Destiny to go back. Mm. Probably the only thing that would be of real interest to me would be going through a raid without being told what to do. So I've done a couple of the raids, but always with people that have done them before. So it's go here, do Yeah, they just give you orders. (laughs) Which is fine. It gets us through. But some of the stuff is like... I'd like to be discovering it. I mean, they take long enough already, but discovering the new part of the raid, you know, discovering the mechanics, because the mechanics of the raids are quite different. Mm. Um, that'd be the only thing that would get me interested in coming back, but I don't see myself coming back to it. I mean, there are some other good game launches around at the same time, so I think I might just hold off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I personally wouldn't say it's worth going back to. Well, for you, you'd have to buy the collection because yeah. you need... That's the other dumb thing. You need all the previous games, all the previous expansions to be able to play mm. the new one. So you can't just skip an expansion because you don't want it. That just seems like they're going. stinging the fan base for more cash. Like, Oh, yeah. So I don't like that trend <laughs> at all. 
I think it'll be interesting to see what they do in Destiny 2. Mm. Is is the Division right. doing the same thing? I haven't really gone back to the Division, but I felt like that worked more yeah. in this style. But are they expecting people to pay like $70 upwards to keep playing that game? There's been one paid DLC so far for the Division. I can't tell you how much it was because I have the season pass. Okay. Um, it was interesting. I guess it you could equate it to being like a strike for Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, randomly generated, but you can add um difficulty modifiers, so like fog of war and stuff like that, to increase your rewards. They're relatively short missions, but. <laughs> the reward from doing them is pretty good. So it's 15 US dollars, so what's that? Probably like 30 bucks for us. Yeah. For one, for one mission. For... It's not one mission. It is a hub for a mission type, we'll say. Okay. And again, it's another social space, but the division social spaces are nearly as bad. Yeah. At least you can chat on them. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. I'll... There's apparently, there's been more planned and more delayed. So there was a survival update coming. The Division does keep updating. They keep adding minor free content. But from what I, I did go back to the Division and it just gets, like, all the big enemies are just bullet sponges. Yeah. And it's not really fun. Yeah. You know, hide behind cover, empty a clip change gun empty another clip then a guy dies and then yeah and that's where i think the rpg fps mechanic falls apart because it's really hard to come up with interesting uh mechanics for that kind of thing i think if you're to do that style of gameplay you need to have really diverse uh like uh, enemies that uh have really different behaviors from each other's really interesting factions and stuff I, the best example i can think of is the mass effect 3 multiplayer which is like a horde mode, but there's mm. like four races that you fought against, and each race had units and troops that responded very differently to each other. And so you had to like learn how to respond to all of them and use the right tactic. Whereas I think, well, that's the thing in in the Mass Effect, you know, every race generally has a shield archetype. So you know, it'll be barriers, shields, or armor. Yeah. And so, really, if you want to do it on the harder ones, you've got to tailor your characters around that, too. Mm. Um, I'm not generally a fan of Horde mode, but I really liked Mass Effect. Yeah. It that was one... short enough to keep my interest. Yeah. With good, you know, good mechanics for random rewards. Mm. So, I think if you're going to do an RPG FPS, you need to think about ways to uh, keep the enemies interesting. So, it's not just a... That's, that's what I think the grindiest part of these FPS grindfests is, is you're just shooting the same thing and it's not dying the same way <laughs> Yeah, over and yeah. over. They need to make it, how is the monster going to behave differently this time? Or, you know, we're getting better and better at AI and yeah, that's one of the hardest things in games. But how can we keep it fresh? We should just all stick to Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, just I make... guess, I don't know if that would work as an FPS though. but It could. <laughs> That'd be really funny, just like a completely like Americanized 
Monster Hunter, and it's the same premise, but just like in a city and everyone has guns. You should make it. I, I don't know if I have the soulless industry in me to do that. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know if there's any other competitors coming out soon or even on the horizon for yeah, the it, FPS RPG. It seemed like it's a big future, but. After the division, I don't know if anyone's really keen on it anymore, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, look, but I guess without the crap ones, you don't get the good ones. So yeah, what without what works really well about them is the really quick and easy way to join friends. Like the stuff to do if you're playing by yourself, and then when your friend comes in online, you're like, "Hey, let's meet up and do this." That is excellent, and a lot of yeah. games should go down that route of making it easy to connect to a friend, drop into the same universe. Yep, so um, instance dropping. Yeah. That's one thing that Rise of Iron is apparently doing is trying to make the solo experience a bit better. So there's a a book, apparently, with challenges. So you work towards the challenge and then you get a guaranteed item as a reward okay. rather than just grinding strikes or whatever. So mm. they are making small steps, but <laughs> I think there's some fundamental changes that would need to happen. Yeah. I'll probably get dragged back into it by other people playing but at this stage i have no plans mm. well i guess the next big one well i mean i guess it's not fully like this genre but there's that sea of thieves coming out by rare which will be a big world where people meet up and form pirate groups and do stuff in a kind of a sandboxy way yeah so i mean we I don't know much gonna... about that but that could be a better model of how to do multiplayer but again that's a very different genre i guess yeah i was gonna say it's it's yeah different Mm. i think we just have this idea of what you know generally in a shooter you you shoot someone a couple of times they go down and that's you move on whereas the division it might have started like that but yeah once you get into it it's just bullet sponge bullet sponge immersion breaking bullet sponges yeah yeah, because anyway. the, the vision setting doesn't make any sense because it's all like street thugs, but they're like invincible. <laughs> yeah, like they could have they could have made the division be about like superheroes or like mutation outbreak or something, and it would have completely been justified. But it's just normal people in New York. Even the protagonists yeah. are just like teachers that got activated as secret agents. An ex-con that's escaped from prison and picked up a baseball bat. Yeah, you have to shoot him in the head ten times. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's wearing a really good balaclava. But all they had to do was, oh, there was a virus, and then suddenly no one would care. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's all this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can join us in another fortnight's time, where I will be back, and most likely Ben. Yeah. Um, you can find us on the Pod Bros Network. We are on iTunes. Please subscribe and give us a rating. It helps us show up in the list of podcasts. Uh, you can find us on facebook.com slash another dungeon. We are on YouTube. If you search for another dungeon, we will show up. We've just done a um, Deus Ex Go walkthrough for those of you that want to get some cheap and easy practice. Um, we are on Twitter at another dungeon. We are on twitch.tv slash another dungeon as well. And of course, there's always the website anotherdungeon.com. Thank you for listening, and we will join you next time. Ciao. Bye.